All right, welcome everybody. This is episode number 16 of The Option. It's optionvolleyball.com, optionvb.com. I'm your hostess, the mostess. Actually, I'm going to do that again. I think we had sound on that. <laughs> Once again, this is Option. This is episode 16. Okay, you asked and you received because I got to give the people, give the people what they want. Din, 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 din. Bobby McGee, Rob McLean, what is good, my man? How's it going, brother, man? All right. So for those of you at home, Rob, along with Greg Faulkner, was the first guest on episode one of the podcast. Rob, entrepreneur, professional volleyball player, former indoor, former indoor pro, joining me on the set. Um, and, of course, I will say a brother from another mother, um, which, right? All correct. Yeah, correct. All, all, all things correct. are true. Oh, and, of course, let's not forget my, my number one tech girl. The girl with the purpose in life. Her name is Miranda. Hi guys. Gagne. <laughs> Listen, we we um have some fan questions. We're gonna we're gonna tackle those right after this. But you ended the first podcast with um uh, talking about health and wellness and talking about vets. Is there anything you wanted to add before we before we get into some fun stuff here? Um, to be honest, uh, I think uh, most of that. I mean, that's a long conversation. Just to touch on some of the things we were talking about. I just did, uh, I just believe that as long as uh, it's a part of our values, right? So uh, just talking about these debates, we have all these ideas about values and how uh, like I have values or I have good values or they don't have good values. But then you look at what people talk about, you know, nobody brings up mental health, uh, mental illness or mental health at all. You know right. what I'm saying? And uh, it's just sad to see because if you talk if you talk about people uh, around the streets it's it's about guns or it's about uh mental health or it's about homeless you know all these things are connected through mental illness and it's just you know again lacking the discussion uh you don't have to do things but you got to at least have the discussion yeah um and i i think i'd like to top off on that by saying that um it's connected to everything mm -hmm. right you look at homelessness right it's mental health. You look at um, suicides. Um, Freud, Sigmund Freud once said one's uh, preservation, one's want to pres preserve one's own life is the very essence of sanity. <laughs> you have to be crazy if you want to kill yourselves. Um, uh, gun violence. And I know, you know, whatever political party, you, you, I mean, the timing of talking about mental health is bad right after someone gets shot, but it's it's something that, that can't be ignored. I mean, these these are people that are, I mean, if they want a gun legally or illegally, they're going to get it because they're just not right in the head. They're going to look for some other way. Um, uh, drug addiction. All of this, all of this is connected to, to mental health. And I think as far as the healthcare system, I think if they did a better, better job with that, um, addressing that, we can do better prevention, right? Because we as a nation, I, I think, we are, we do a really good job fixing shit after the problems. Mm -hmm. No wonder the Avengers is our favorite, whatever, right? We're not we're we're not the pre Avengers, exactly. like you said. We the exactly. we're the un, the Avengers, right? Avengers, I mean, yeah. the cops can only arrest you after you shoot somebody. Yeah. <laughs> good news, we found the guy that killed you, but bad news, you're, you're already dead. Yeah, yeah, it, it is it is definitely um, difficult because I, I feel like the biggest thing is uh, in in the, <clears throat> the idea today that one that we want things right away. And two, that if you do something wrong, that you'll be chastised for it, you know, as opposed to making the environment where if you make the, the, the correct mistakes, if you're going towards something in the right direction, uh, that's a good mistake. 
You know, if you if you have a process and you're making mistakes along the way, that's that's a good that's a good mistake. But if you're just doing things because you're just you know doing them and you're making errors, you got to stop your ways and, and make a process up and make a uh, yep. and, and, yep. and and do something uh, positive or intentional. You know. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good. Just think, we wanted to talk about sports, but I wonder if we we should go straight into the other since since it's yeah, it's, mean, yeah. it's politically yeah, motivated. If it's already here, yeah. Yeah, let's um. Here's here's what we're gonna do today, guys. Um, the option is started as a volleyball podcast, but I told myself after episode 15, we would start talking about sports. We talked um, um, other sports if there is a, such a thing to us volleyball people, mm-hmm. um, and there is short answer. Um, health and wellness, some entertainment, and um, stuff like that. So um, we were we were just before in the air. We were talking about current events, and the, mm-hmm. and the biggest hot button topic is the impeachment. Uh, the yeah. supposed impeachment of Donald Trump. So um, I'm going to lead us. I'm going to st- steer us um, to the cliff and we're going to decide if we want to ride or the jump off together or or if you push me off. <laughs> um, it's basically, it's like this. Nancy Pelosi's holding off on submitting the articles of impeachment to the Senate on Trump. Um, the question is, how long can she hold off on this? And the second question is, is there a strategy? Um, I'll answer that first one. Yeah, she can please. hold on to it indefinitely. Yeah, uh, she could hold on to it as long as she wants, and then burns. Well, the hardest thing about this whole impeachment process is, again, and I think it was going back to the, because uh, I didn't, it, it, again, everything ties in, right? So education, you know, if you're not educated on the the on, on elect or being an elected official, or, or how do you get your elected officials there, or how the process works in order to have a voice, then of course you're not going to have a voice, and of course people are going to feel like they're not having a voice. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're not educated, not just educated in that I can read or write or have a conversation, but educated on a specific topic that you want that affects your life. Right. right? That's education. You know, it's not, uh, oh, I've made it through grade school or, oh, I've gone through college. It's, you know, if you if you can't use that information, then your education was pointless and you've wasted time as opposed to uh, a curing to something, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I just think it goes back to education again. Like, uh, there's a lot of people on this uh, in in this election to come that have ideas, but the difference is how can they app- applicate them? And it's always going to start with education. You know? It really so, is. Um, yeah, um, and I like that. And we think a new, uh, when we think of uh, new bright minds, young minds, we think of Yang, uh, Gabbard, still young. She wasn't in the debate. Um, Booker's been around, still young. Um, yeah, uh, um, Amy, Amy Klobuchar. I don't know if she's young or old. I just think Midwest. When you get a certain, when you turn a certain age, <laughs> everyone just looks at like, oh, how old are you? I, I don't fucking know. So, um, so let's start with educating the really uneducated on this. All right. So basically, here's what's ha- here's what's happening, and everybody agrees with us, whether you're uh, this way or that way. Here's what happens. They they go through this impeachment process. Everyone knows that the the the, the con- Congress is predominantly Democrat. So we knew to the vote to impeach is going to be overwhelmingly yes. All right. She went went if or when she submits the articles of of impeachment, the the Republican Senate is going to vote no. So um, for the people who are really really dumb, and I, I'm looking at the camera right now, don't act surprised. Don't act surprised when he walks. Please don't be like, oh, I'm shocked at the, the integrity of the Republicans. No, 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 no. The integrity started when, um, re- regardless of, uh, uh, of 
the impeachment, the actual articles of impeachment, for those mm -hmm. of you that actually read, regardless of it, they were going to vote yes anyway, and the Republicans are going to go vote no anyway. So, so we could cut the drama right now. Don't, 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 don't be for the dumb, the dumb people. Don't, don't be all dramatic. Oh, you're shocked that they voted no. Come on, stop. So that's, those are the dumb people. Now for the people of of who are thinking strategy here, she can hold on to these impeachments as long as she uh, pretty much indefinitely. Do you think her strategy is to wait till the election? Like, if he wins, do you think she's waiting to see if they take the Senate? Um, well, I think that is a really good point. Um, I think it would be really bad luck so, Jaren, continually on the Democratic Party if, I mean, they're just in a really bad spot. You know, they had an opportunity. They took their opportunity. It was a really stupid idea because it just takes all the time for our Democratic primaries, or, I mean, a Democratic debates to be cast over by any type of Republican news. Yeah. You know, like at this time, it should be all, all about blue, all about how we're going to come together as a party, how we're going to understand what we're doing to go forward to conquer uh, the Republican Party, you know, or conquer right. that Republican candidate. Um, but it's just, again, we're, we're just talking about what should we do with the Trump? It's already done. Yeah, <laughs> it's already over. It was over when it started. So why? Yeah. I, I I just don't even know. And again, I'm not trying to be mean, but I don't know why it's even a topic because it's already over. It's, exactly. It's just as over as Bernie Sanders not being the candidate last year over Hillary Clinton before the nomination. Even ninety happened. to ten, but she still yeah. won. How'd that happen? Because people find what they need to find to go forward, and they use it to progress, and that's yeah. it. And it's sad, but. We're not going to change anything until we actually want change. You know? Right. They say well, drain the swamp, drain the, all the swamp, not just the pieces not, that you want. You not know? just the ones you handpick. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the the, the obvious blue, uh, big blue backfire um, is if if or when not if when he walks. Mm -hmm. His, his base is going to be so galvanized. And everybody who was yeah. saying, oh, this is a witch hunt from the beginning. Oh, you're still the one Donald Trump. We love you. You're the best president ever. The, oh, the economy's better. Oh, for black people, whatever. All of that stuff is going to be, take all that and you're going to multiply it by three or four. And his base is going to be galvanized. That's where it could backfire. I understand, like, like she's old. And, and these days, I don't, when I hear her talk, I don't know. I I have to listen twice because I know she's smart, but I don't know what the fuck she's talking about in real time. Mm -hmm. It's because she's bumbles and she's putting she's putting words together at the same time. And I'm not I'm I'm not trying to insult someone that's old. I'm just talking about someone I can understand. All right, I'm not old and people don't understand me. Okay, so I'm not talking about old. Oh. Um, and I think that's I, I thought about it a couple of nights ago. I'm like, what if she's waiting for either a for him to get ousted or b uh, for the Senate to take back. Um, Take back the majority of the whatever. Does she does she play her card then? What's up, Phil Burrow? Gonna be on the show, boy. I think it would just be a terrible play. Uh, I think they should just go through with it, take the loss. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not really even a loss at that. I feel like people uh, have just come accustomed to understanding again. Like mm -hmm. uh, we're going into another election. I feel like people didn't think that Trump was gonna run again. You know that this yeah. four years is so difficult that we're gonna run again. But, uh, He'd be smart not to. I mean, because I mean, yeah, what he did, what he did to ever. stimulate the economy is uh, six years, uh, two, three years from now, yeah. it's gonna come back where everyone's gonna pay and, and shit's gonna crash. So, yeah. so it's one of those things where he could say he got in and out and 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 it gives the right or whatever. Uh, so the best thing he could do is be like, I, right, you know, pace. <laughs> well, that's what people say about Obamacare, like uh, yeah. you know that Obama, you know, did it. He enacted it so late that 
it went to another person's presidency and couldn't really get established because one, it was being repealed the whole time, but two, yeah, a system is created so that it can be approved upon. It's not, you don't put in, you don't put into place, you know, a perfect plan. Obviously if you're building a building, it's a different story, but if you have a plan, you put in the place, uh, it's supposed to be corrected. It's supposed to be approved upon upgraded, right? But it's the initial idea of like that. Everybody should be equal. You yeah. know, this goes back to that same understanding. Yeah. And like you said, the process and the constitution should take precedence here too. If you think about, for those of you that read any, I mean, listen, it's 654 pages. Not all the Democrats read all of it. And the Republicans, I'd be surprised if they read any of it. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not showing a lefty bias here. I'm just showing concentration. The actual articles of impeachment, uh, the, what they decided to go with was so fucking weak. It was. It was so weak. And I, I know I sound like a righty for saying this. It's um, basically the, the abuse of power and um, the quid pro quo is... For, for those of you that are watching, uh, both uh, every channel, because Fox is going to say it's a farce and, and whatever's going to uh, uh, the, the left channels, CNN is pretty left. Uh, it's more left now than ever before. Um, MSNBC are going to keep saying the evidence is irrefutable. The evidence is rock solid. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm like, OK, cool. Let me see the evidence. Well, it's basically eyewitness testimony of people that said it goes on all the time. And then this person said that Donald Trump said. And then when they asked him, did, did you hear him say it? No, but my friend. I heard said he had it, and and, and the only the person phone. that actually talked to Donald Trump about it said so no, so. <laughs> no. So the reason why it's a weak argument is for two major reasons. One, there's no evidence to suggest that he asked them to investigate Biden. There's nothing in even if they said there was a there's quid pro quo happens all the time. Nobody connected to Biden. That's one. And two, um, aid was not held up. Aid was was given. So you have. No investigation. So basically, the two things are: you use this, you know, you held up aid to investigate Biden, but there's no investigation on Biden, and and then there's eventual aid. So it's a weak. It wasn't strong. I mean, you can. It was enough to. It was enough to talk about, but not enough to vote yes. So that's where this. That to me, that's where that's where it's gonna get kicked so fucking fast. Our heads are gonna spin. It's just so difficult because again, like, how do you how do you get news? How do you get news? Mm. How do you get news nowadays? It's like you have some sort of gotta go everywhere. You have to go everywhere, and then mm -hmm. you have to make up your mind yourself, uh, like on your own. And it, it's not even about what you believe; it's about what you feel is factual, mm -hmm. you know, and that becomes what you believe. Yep. You know, as opposed to having a, a further thought on what the situation is, instead of just trying to find the facts, find the facts, find the facts. You know, it's it's exhausting. That's why people give up. That's why people don't want to vote. That's why people don't want to go out and do things yeah. for the country because. Mm -hmm. They feel as though the country is not serving back. Of course, everybody is blessed with freedom yeah. in this country, right? But that doesn't mean that's where we should stop. That's where it should start. Yep. You know, that's what we started with. We shouldn't go back to, oh, let's keep starting. Let's keep starting. Let's move forward. Yeah. So for those of you listening, don't be too fucking depressed. We're going to cover sports. We're covering the UFC. We're covering football. But this is a current event, and, it's, and, in, and in conjunction with the podcast, that's what I got to do. Jan Barreto said he will walk, although the effect – it will affect the debate in the general election. He, Bernie, because I guess he thinks Bernie's going to win, will tear him apart. And only if Bernie is the candidate, because everyone else is going to be destroyed. Even religious groups are leaving Trump uh, um, trains anyway. Um, before I answer that, I think there's three people that can actually beat Trump in a debate. And though my girlfriend and I had, a, had an argument on debates don't matter or whatever, and this and that, 
Um, she thinks it doesn't matter because she's under the impression that the impression that Hillary won all three debates against Trump, which I disagree with. Totally disagree. Uh, um, because we both know that the debates aren't based on facts, unless you have a memory so sharp that you're just you're, you're fact checking on, on live TV, I'm which is um. Have you ever seen Joe Biden uh, uh, debate um, Paul Ryan, Congressman? For, it was a VP debate. Vice, he I'm was sure. crazy Joe. Mr. Memory can't even remember what he had for breakfast, rolling off numbers and percentages, percentages, and everyone was just like, "Maybe that's true." Okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty specific not to be true. So um, I think Bernie can beat him because Bernie talks louder. Like if Trump raises his voice, Bernie can can talk louder. Oh. Um, I think Biden can because Biden um, stands his ground, and I think. Um, Tulsi, who's probably not going to be nominated, Tulsi can because if you consider her background, mm. the military service, seven years in Congress, and her, um, uh, like Bernie's been saying what he believes for 40 years. Mm. She's been consistent for her short political career. And Trump, anybody else, that if Trump's a douchebag, right, mm. everybody else is going to play the victim, and no one's going to vote for a fucking victim. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he was acting like this. Oh, that's not presidential. Voters don't want to hear that. Voters want to hear what the that's fuck true. are you going to do about Dude, it. All right? <laughs> Biden's going to do something about it. Biden's like, you want to go? We can step up. We can, we're going to have an arm wrestling match. Um, then, you, yeah, forward, then you get Bernie being that. like, all right, let's start over. You know, if you want to interrupt me, I'll interrupt you. All right? Do you want to start fresh? <laughs> so, so, And then you got Tulsi. Go ahead and talk about her. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about her military service. Go ahead and talk about her religion. Go ahead, go ahead and tackle. Go ahead and tackle this girl, who um, his chicken hawk ass is quick to send people to watch. Go, go call out the girl who actually suited up, you know, after nine yeah, eleven yeah. and did two tours in Iraq and has has a cousin in Afghanistan right now. Her cousin's in Afghanistan right now. People fucking died. So dang it. So those are the to me those are the three people that oh, I gotta give a list. Are you gonna give a list? Please. Oh fuck yeah, that's a podcast, my dude. Who right, who so can beat Trump in a debate? Go. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna add because Gavin's your girl, so I'm gonna add in my dude Yang just because mm. you know. Dang, dang. He dices it up with the facts, you know, trying to make people smart. Yo, That's he got a math hat. For. Yeah, man. He got a math hat. Did you see the math hat? too good. And a pen. Make America think harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I want one of them hats, dude. <laughs> Don't you want a math? Come on. Isn't that sharp? Don't you? Who wants a math hat? Raise your hand. Uh, my hand's raised. <laughs> Miranda, raise your hand. Come on. Raise your hand. There you go. Present. I want a math hat. So, Andrew Bryson Dittler, you want a math hat. He's on. Right. So we got Andrew Yang for sure. Uh, what's sad to me is like, None of the top candidates, I think, can beat Trump. Um, I think Bernie's uh, base is being chopped down by Andrew Yang. So, and I feel like Bernie uh, doesn't really have specific plans for the issues that he's uh, like. This, he has specific plans for the issues that he's trying to enact. Uh-huh. Past that, there's nothing there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Trump. Sorry, it's kind of yep. like Trump with his. Uh, his policies now are really all about America, but his international policies are trash. Yeah, he's not trying to listen to no, yep. nobody about trying to get better. So, do you think crossover support is important? I mean, the Democrats were like, Trump can do. Remember last election, Trump can do what the fuck we want. We, you know, as long as we have a bigger turnout, we're going to win the election. And she did have more votes, but but it did, that didn't work. And just, the same party that was left. bitching about the electoral college is the same party who didn't have a problem with um um. Super delicate, but whatever. People mm-hmm. that are blue, people that are left, feel as though everybody is down for the same cause, which is you know, quote unquote, like identity politics, or like everybody loves one another. Like that's not everybody. Yeah, you know. There but Yang has who, crossover support. He does, and that's what I'm saying. Is but so does Trump. You yeah, know? And, you, you mean the name? You know Jeff Schitzel? 
Jeff Schitzel is the biggest fucking Republican space ranger. He's a practicing attorney, He's defense attorney in New York City. The biggest Republican space ranger is like, I'll vote for uh, what? <laughs> I like I, I like his ideas. Yeah, cool. Sorry. Yeah, and that, no, and that's 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 what it is. It's just good ideas against good ideas. I I mean, I I really don't think Trump has anything to run on this time. No, but I don't think he had anything to run on last time. Yeah, well, and incumbents this, don't run on. Yeah, but, and this goes back to what we were talking about before. Who can beat Trump in a debate? A debate Please. is not about facts. It's no. about like visualizing, like giving people a visualization of the future and showing people if you're a leader among other leaders. Strength. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. Amen. If you can speak on TV, that's why I forget who it was. I think it was was it Nixon and, and Kennedy? Yeah. Was it the first ones that, yeah. that did on TV? And Nixon looked like he was sweating bullets and he Kennedy really was. was clean and smooth. Yeah. I honestly I think since like Obama was probably the last person that I remember that I was like, like wow, yeah. like you're so smooth. That's on the how it but that's how a junior senator beats a, a war hero. Yeah. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh McCain, I mean, you know, is a war hero. You know, and and he had crossover support too, you know what I mean? Because he was he was all for immigration and there's certain things where the left will get on board with that. Yeah. So I guess we're talking about leadership and this and that. And on a on a personal note, and I touched on it a little bit. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the girl that voted president. <laughs> the girl I got a lot of flack and people were texting me or, or messaging me because they know that's my girl. Um, because the same people four years ago were like, hey. I think we should have a strong woman president. You know, mm -hmm. I'd like to, I, I think we should have someone who's progressive and, you know, who's whatever. So woman, a strong woman, boom, a strong progressive. She's a lifelong Democrat. Mm -hmm. she, right now in the Democratic Party where everyone's all about going to war and going back into Syria, this one's trying to get the hell out of wars, okay? So that is a, um, a Democratic thing. And that's, a, um, what's John Stossel again? That's a libertarian thing. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, mind, mind our own fucking business, you know, unless we have to. So, and I, before I go on, I want to I want to reiterate that anti-war uh, is not is a general term. Anti-war means to me means war is a last option. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean let people punch us in the face and be like, oh no, you know, war. no, war is a last option right. before we send our brothers and sisters off to get their legs shot off while this one is on TV playing golf. All right. So, the whole time, the whole criteria, woman, good lifelong Democrat. Uh, um, anti-war, um, good, all, all down with education, which is a weak platform to run on, and she did it boldly. Uh, healthcare, you know what I'm saying? So she has everything Hillary has except Hillary's name, and she's the one who voted present. And they were like, "Oh, we, your girl, I wouldn't vote for her. That's not a leadership move." And I'm like, "Listen, my first take, and it's, it's changed since then. My first take is I wouldn't, I wouldn't have voted present, <laughs> you know. But she did, she did, and I understand why." I understand why, because and we we talked about this, um, and basically, if she votes no, she's voting against her party lines, right? She votes yes, she sells out the people who supported her because her the whole time for months she was saying, "I don't care about impeachment. You want to impeach him? The best form of impeachment is the general election. Let's beat his ass then." And then she turns around and votes yes. She's selling out her own people. I so. don't think so. Though. So she, I don't think so either. I, I'm listen. But, I don't think so either. I'm just saying where she's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm you just know saying, where I agree she's with coming you from. And I, like just like seeing it from her perspective. Yeah. Like, you know. 
you know, there's really no win there. Yeah, but she stood for a, demo, a demographic of people that said, listen, I think he's guilty, but I don't know it. And if you, if you're someone's on trial that you think someone murdered someone and you want to skip the carnival of a trial and just vote yes, just because he's, he's a scumbag and he is, um, let's lock him up or get him out anyway. The process, the constitution is not being upheld. And that's, that's a principal thing that she stood for. And I was, and, and you know what? Like I said, I, I, maybe I'll understand why later. Maybe history will be more kinder to that, that decision than we are now. But, but to take that as a straw man argument that she does, she lacks leadership capability where her entire life uh, uh, shows a, a, a pattern is, is um, unfair and it's weak. No, totally. I mean, that's just generalizing just like we did. Uh, and I think a lot of people did about the whole Trump situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, he'll never have a chance. He'll never have a chance. Mm -hmm. Just because he acts a certain way doesn't mean he doesn't have mm -hmm. uh, what other people want. Yep. You know, which yep. is uh, strong leadership and a path forward. Yeah. You know? and, I mean, yeah. honestly, look at Hillary Clinton. It's funny that people always talk about Trump. And I, I what I use to keep myself from not getting all like riled up about yeah. all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of incendiary stuff out there. Um, just you know, Hillary Clinton was horrible. Mm -hmm. She was the worst. So, that. yeah. Um, so, it was just uh, it's just very crazy how Hillary Clinton. The weirdest thing I ever yeah. I ever heard out there. I know. <laughs> oh, that's outside. Yeah, they're doing some kind of drama. I'm oh so sorry gosh. about that. No, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just Hillary Clinton being like the worst option possible and then mm -hmm. bernie sanders sitting right there it's just like it, it meant to happen that way mm -hmm. uh that's the only way trump was going to win as soon as right. bernie sanders lost i knew it was going to go yeah. some crazy mm -hmm. so oh by the way she was the vice chair mm -hmm. then yeah, she she, was high up. she resigned from her vice chair position to endorse bernie and it's been hell to pay ever since mm -hmm. so I think people need to be very careful about Republican values versus the Republican Party and Democratic values versus Democratic Party. So if your Democratic values cross the party, can't you, do you have to be in lockstep all, all the fucking time? Can't you can't you just fucking disagree and say, hey, look, these th these are inconsistent with what I think Democratic values are, which is why she's not running as a third party. She's a Democrat. She doesn't want to leave the party. She wants to fix it. So that's like saying, oh, America, love it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, you know, love it or leave it. No, what? <laughs> well, I mean, I think, again, having non-bipartisan yeah. news outlets really does yeah. not help where it kind of strengthens those, mm -hmm. you know, far right, far left ideals. Yeah. Into but they'll sell out their own people, both parties. Yes, they will. When Hillary, but... Hillary calls her a Russian plant, right. who's who stuck up for her? Yeah, but who also who also went and like got on i feel like republicans will call out certain people mm -hmm. but there's enough base between you know the people that like it's almost like people don't trust each other right right and that's really much on the left side because everybody's trying to just climb up climb up climb up yeah but if somebody says something and then you know like like who's defending gabbert you know what i mean like yeah if gabbert's there and, but, and she's obviously not doing yeah. that stuff and that's obviously not true mm -hmm. who said who, who who told hillary clinton like shut your mouth like that's obviously not like she's obviously not a russian plant yeah like but, but nobody stands do, up but do you, do you appreciate the depth of that so you're you're, you're accusing a sitting congresswoman and a 16 year oh, totally. vet of conspiracy and treason yeah I mean, it or is. on uh, the other worst case scenario a useful idiot so meaning that she lacks the, the intellectual capacity to know which that she's being used by the Russians to do right. to do what? 
stop a war. Yeah. Uh, what have uh, they done? Have better education, better health care. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Come on. Uh, yeah. Plant, plant me a Russian. Go water, go, go water that shit. Um, so, <laughs> so you picked and Yang was one of your people, right? To, yeah, um, that's my a man. good chance that's of winning. Man. I fucking love I mean, I, I think that uh, he has, yeah. he's what Bernie was. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, you know, Bernie's kind of, you know, plateaued with his support. Yeah. And I feel as though he could kind of just kind of swift right in there. I mean, he's one of the only six people on the stage the other yeah. night that were not supposed to be there. Well, you know he, I mean? he has a problem right now. The polling system it is done by telephone it's, and it's, it's skewed. And, and two of the four polls, the qualifying polls, right. one of them um, was given a D minus rating and right. the other one was not so good. So right. all of the polls like the Boston Globe or, or, or yeah, The Economist, those are the ones that, that are that are yeah. killing it. And he's polling high. In fact, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was looking. I found that out looking for Gabbard and I was like, wait, whoa, look at Yang. Whoa, yeah. look at Yang. Yeah. So um, but the cool thing is, as long as the Internet the power of the internet yeah, uh, he's, keeps he's supporting him. Um, he donation thresh thresholds. The dude has no problem making that. That I mean, the two ways but you have to you have to have unique donors. Right. He met he met two hundred thousand. He, he just blew through it. But that's what I'm saying. I feel as though Bernie was the guy who first initiated all that. Yeah. Like, hey, we can make a grassroots movement now because especially because the internet, the connection, the social media, and I think he's just a little in the past. So yeah. you get a guy like Yang. I think this is just moving forward. This is what yeah. you need to do unless hopefully he gets elected and then we can have democracy dollars in a different way of yeah. progressing forward. There's like, there's something there. Yeah. yeah. So like if we just if he's not involved, then just when we have the chances to uh I don't know <clears throat> I try to turn the game down, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. If we have the chances to move forward uh, out of a, a just whoever is the most popular and whoever gets the most money, then we'll actually get the chance to have more candidates with better ideas that actually want to help our communities. Like, right. If we have a guy like, like, let's say like Trump, who doesn't care necessarily as much on his international policies, then we need to have somebody that's hyper-focused on issues right. at home and issues yep. in our community and issues in our states, as opposed to, Oh, well, we'll touch a little bit here and then we'll try to do international. Like, why don't we just have a totally pro-American like uh, government mm -hmm. and really care about our community, really care about our infrastructure, really care about, you know, our Absolutely. education. You know, yeah. So. yeah. So the thing I liked about Yang is that he um, the debate on MSNBC, mm -hmm. they didn't get he didn't get a question until 31 minutes. in, I, And then the question was this stupid fucking school bully Russia thing. Like, like, oh, what are you going to tell Putin after you beat Trump? And he's just like, 31 minutes. That's the question I get. He's like, uh, sorry, I beat your boy. <laughs> like, come on, He man. was called Senator Yang. He was called John Yang, uh, just totally ignored. And then yeah. he until he finally put his foot down and said, yep, you know what? The bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do. No more, no more MSNBC interviews. No, yep. Not doing it. The left, um, uh, which is kind of political suicide. And he goes on CNN and he says, they apologize. I'll yep. go back on. And an apology gets me back on. And they're, ooh, We're man. Yeah, man. You, you apologize in part. You know why no one apologizes in politics? And everyone will agree with this as we, you know, we're going to move on from a minute. Nobody apologizes in politics because nobody fucking forgives. Yeah. And the, the consequence of your action is always the same thing. Yeah. Death. <laughs> Rob, well, it's death. Like you run a stop sign. Death. 
Yeah. You're like, I, I won't do it again. They're like, I know. <laughs> I know you're not going to do it again. Not a lot. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with uh And it also shows, you know, not the strongest leadership. Um, yeah. There, you can definitely forgive others. But then no, no matter what, you have to continually forgive. Um, I, I would just rather you take a second and make the right decision. You know? Right. And I think that's really more the issue is where yeah. does that mistake come from? Is it come and from? I- Yeah. And that's probably why older people run, right? They learn from their mistakes and they they self-correct and then only for some asshole to call out what you did 20 years ago, you know? And and that's my, by the way, that's my least favorite thing. Well, it's just like height shows and sports, you know, age shows and politics where people expect that too. You know, they think they they see an older guy and they think, you know, Hey, he's probably been through a couple of things, but yeah, I don't like that. I, I think that it should again, be just like how it is, how it should be in America where best person for the job. Yeah. If, if that person's beating other people and, it's, and we're not a nation of win? dumb people we exactly. have these bright beautiful uh, minds that with with these great ideas that can help the country you know prosper so all right cool man before guys for any of you guys that are still listening to this <laughs> so maybe maybe i'll just scroll ahead on, on on the heading and be like go to like go to like 32 minutes where we talk about sports it's <laughs> <laughs> coming so yeah, we we're we're doing we're, we're we're moving on to the other that's sports and entertainment and um, um, Miranda, do yes. you do you have um, do you have the question on your phone? It's the it's the UFC question. Let's see what that is. The mystic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. UFC. Yeah, speaking to the mic, girl. All right, UFC star Conor McGregor will make his return in January against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Am I saying that correctly? Cerrone, yeah. Cerrone. Cerrone. Is this really a warm-up match? Is it really a warm-up match? Um, hmm. Honestly, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about uh, 170 coming down or, uh, you know, Cerrone fighting big. or He's a big yeah. guy fighting smaller now. I just, man, Conor is just that kind of guy who's just got that kind of hands. Yeah. I think if, if somebody really does have, because again, it's, it's, there's levels to this. If he can be taken down, yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. But if he can't, like, and, I would love to his, see a, his a ground game's good game. too. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, the guy held out for a lot of rounds against Khabib, man. But again, like the, the, again, there's levels to that, you know, is, can yep. he get on top and cause damage? Can he submit? Because I think Connor is squirmy enough and uh, like his body frame is thin enough where, you know, all he has to do is really understand how to get out of anything on the ground. He could just stand up and then it's swinging and kicking. Again, yeah. You know, so, and the left hand that shakes the gods. You know, and then when you're getting up, it's like you're always kind of in a place where you have to back up a little bit and be defensive. So mm-hmm. I just think that Cerrone, no offense to him because I think great career. But he hasn't put that one, two, three together enough. And I think he's just not skilled yeah. enough to, to, to overcome Connor. But I, I think it's going to be a fun fight. I definitely do think it is a warm up, though. Yeah. Well, rephrasing that question for me is uh, the best way for me to answer that. The question is Is it a stylistically convenient match for Connor? And the answer is absolutely yes. You have a guy who's notorious, hence, hence the name, for. Um, finishing people in early rounds, first mm-hmm. round or early second round. And then you have a guy, like, if he's going to lose, he gets caught in the first round or the second round. So it's um, 
on paper, it's a recipe for disaster for Donald Cerrone, who, um, like we have, um, uh, like you just uh, um, alluded to, in like big matches, big moments where he, he keeps, he's constantly working up to get this big match and he gets the big match and he loses. You know, um, if you remember, remember, um, you remember um, uh, RDA, he goes and he, he works up and gets his title match against RDA, he loses first mm -hmm. round. He works up, he wins four in a row, moves to 170, gets four in a row, works up uh, gets, against Darren Till, gets finished and, you know, has another opportunity, gets Masvidal, gets, you know, gets hurt and finished. I don't know the order of that. Didn't but, he just fight uh, Tony Ferg? No, no, no. He just hold Ferguson. Oh, off. he did. Yeah, right. He did. Yeah, he well, killed, like in the second round. Yeah, but like quick I would like to put Ferguson in a different category than I the know, other champions no, because I mean, he's the biggest uncrowned champion. Uh, the man wins twelve in a row, and they got he, that fight coming up. Yeah. Oh, him that and Khabib. Fight? Yeah. Yeah. If they can not nah, get yeah, hurt, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. I so, really. I think there's enough animosity this time. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you were talking a bit about the last pay-per-view. We were talking about Kamaru Usman. Mm -hmm. It's a savage, huh? I mean, I was a little disappointed in his uh, in his performance. I, I just think he's still so raw and people don't test him. Because, like, how is he on his back? Right. You know, like, how yeah. is he going backwards? You know, yeah. how does he defend kicks? You know, I would love to see him against some other people in the division. Kamaru? Yeah. yeah. I would love to see... Uh, yeah. some, some maybe like inter inter because uh, I think he's he's big so he could move up a little bit yeah. you know he could do some other things so it would just be very interesting to see what he's capable of but I'm always happy, happy seeing Kobe comes and get his face smacked up. Oof. Thank you. That, that Look, me, and I got to give him that durability with the jaw. I was going to say. Rounds, but I was just like, I was just happy every time. I, there was another fight one time I saw. Um, goodness, what is his name of it? Uh, it was Robbie Lawler against uh, uh, this this Canadian dude, and they were just going at it, and they're both their faces are just totally torn up. Yeah, and I've never cringed. Oh, him and um, um, Rory McDonald. Yeah, and then the end of the fourth uh, round, like they're supposed to go back to the corners. Instead, yeah. they stood there and looked at each other yeah. with this. Like we're not finishing this oh, fight, but <laughs> somebody's gonna give up. Are you gonna give up? <laughs> So that's the only other time I ever cringed in UFC. But yeah. this fight, I, you know, when you when you see somebody like that's hurt and they get hit where they're hurt, you know, yeah. it's just like, ugh. so yeah, just but yeah, he deserved all that punishment. It is it is really hard for me to remember that as much as I hate this guy or whatever, yeah. and I think he can't fight. The dude could fight. The dude's um striking has improved. Kobe. Yeah, Kobe, his wrestling's elite. But the problem is when you know when we when we watch MMA long enough, when you got two elite wrestlers. There's this unsigned agreement that they're both going to stand. Yes. They went five rounds. Mm -hmm. How many takedown attempts? No, zero. Zero. Like, and it wasn't even like tried to. No. Like, well, no, like, they both the craziest... believed in their heart of hearts that they can finish the other well, on it. The craziest thing, and I, I, I kind of peeped this out right before the fight started. I was like, damn, that's what's going to change it is Kobe loves the clinch. Yeah. He loves the clinch. He does, yeah. Tie clinch and then kind of like get to the rest of the box, beat people and, up a little you know, bit. Go yeah. To the ground and just like but... annoy people. But you ain't doing that on Kuzma. No. <laughs> oh, that's my inviting gosh. trouble. They got in there a couple times. And I think that because they fought before, I think they, they used to fight against each other. Yeah. Well, they're America top team. Yeah. And I think they knew. I think Kobe knew because he didn't even throw anything when they got in the clinch. It was just like until the later rounds, and he was actually catching Kuma, uh, Usman yeah. when he had his jaw broke. Mm -hmm. um, he started fighting a little better. I think he was a little. He went in scared, honestly. But I uh, listen. I'd like to start by saying, I am there. I'm not a Shadden Freud. I don't celebrate when watching people's 
you know, downfalls. But with that being said, I was so glad to see this guy get his ass beat. I was so glad to see this guy get his ass beat. Just you you know, know, there's a video, Snoop Dogg, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I want you to pull this up, but listen, listen to what I'm saying first. It'll help you search it. Uh, Tyron Woodley, a few months ago, fought Darren Till. Mm -hmm. So Snoop Dogg was so high or so drunk, he thought it was a match against Kobe Covington. And the whole time they're filming him, yeah, fuck Trump, man. Fuck that nigga, man. Hey, yo, beat his ass for, for the homies. Beat his ass. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck Trump, man. Fuck you. That's right. That's right. And I'm like, dude, that's Darren Till. Darren Till's, he's from Great Britain. Darren Till's from England. He's from uh, Nottingham? I don't know where. No, Liverpool. He's from Liverpool, England. And you, yeah, so, nah, but that's how bad people hate this person. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg got high, and thought Tyron Woodley because they were supposed to fight. Yeah, they were. Right? And until yeah. came in. Um, honestly, I think Dana had a thing on Tyron, Tyron Woodley, and I thought Dana, like Darren Till, was undefeated, and he, I thought Dana put him in as a hit. I think he did, but yeah, I, mean, I thought that Darren was a professional equivalent to a professional hit. I'm sorry. When I saw Darren Till fight for the first time, yeah. I was like, this guy is soft. He only threw, yeah, and Tyron exposed him. Oh my he only God. threw one strike, by the way. But all the hit in that whole match, he only got one in one hit. But that's a, that's what I'm trying to say is like this guy threw all these things. Well, I've seen him fight. He threw all these things like over right, good straight left, and they caught him a couple times too, like Tyron. But this guy swung one time, and this guy couldn't pick it up. Like, yeah, you gotta, you on a different level, let's man. See if they have it. <laughs> um, oh, I don't even get that. Dog disrespects Darren Till. Yeah, put that one on. Well, <laughs> really We're not gonna hear it. Oh. No, nah, I don't think that. So let's wait a couple of seconds. There it is. Now you're not gonna hear the sound. Um, the, the audience is gonna hear the sound. Um, the whole time. The whole oh, that's a Darce choke. And you know what the crazy thing is? You're you're right about his um, questionable ground game. He that wasn't even like in all the way. Like anyone that knows this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's insane. But like you get Tyron Woodley, who doesn't throw oh, any punches into a darts choke in the first round, second round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's gonna tear this guy's head off. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in the fifth round. He might get burnt out in twenty seconds, mm. but he's he darts choking for damn near forty seconds. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, who, that's insane. So who? Uh, so who wins? Um. <laughs> yeah, but that whole time, that but that's how much of an impact that um Kobe Covington had. Kobe Covington played the heel. Uh, because his style wasn't what the UFC wanted. Well, Damn. yeah, they were saying that yeah. recently. That, yeah, uh, he, they had to. He had to. They said that they were going to cut him. Yeah, because he, they didn't like his style, and yeah. that he re. So apparently, he started hanging out with Bobby Lashley and like yeah. all these like F, uh, WWE guys from back in the day. Yep, and you know, just recreate his character. But that shows you how how little it takes to one incite people. You know, to just make comments that just put people over their edge yeah for things you don't even believe in you know you don't believe it that's <laughs> no. why people wanted him beat yeah because, because it wasn't real it was not real no you know and if he just came out respectfully did that but he's trying to like gloat and put it in your face that he's yeah. fake you i know, think just like, i think it drove him nuts a little bit too because this persona he did yeah he knew he got hit, cash it, it worked, he did a workup all the way to the interim title all the way to bringing it to donald trump
That's what I'm saying. Now, whatever you might, might think of Donald Trump or whatever, you get to meet the president of the United States That's for true. winning a, a, a belt and a mixed martial arts an promotion. Belt. The Not strongest, a belt. The strongest, Not a belt. Yeah. That's an intern belt. That wasn't even the belt, that though. wasn't even the belt. Uh, for a promotion, though, it's the strongest MMA promotion. MMA as a sport is still the weakest. And That's yes. not supposed to get you a picture with the president. No. So he did this thing, and he went all the way and worked up to a point where he got to meet the president. Well, uh, and Donald Trump came to his, his – one of his last – or the, his sons came to one of the matches. Well, I do got to say, <laughs> and this is totally a slide on Kobe Covington, but uh, – the president wasn't really getting a lot of people coming through anyway. Like <laughs> you had it all like what professional and college teams saying they're not going. To the, yeah. Like, thanks the for no thanks. So, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, I think everybody has their beliefs. I don't think as a team mm -hmm. that you should have to not go because some people believe a certain thing. I think that it should be, Hey, if you guys feel, and I know that would be like a, a big racial thing, but I think again, like when you break social norms, uh, you know, let's say, oh, all these, it's always white guys that go to the White House and, you know, give President Trump, yeah, yeah, but it's always the black guys that say, I don't want to go, you know, and yeah. then on top of that, it's when you start getting black people going, it's going to be, oh, you're the black guy who would go and support Trump. No, I just want to go to the White House and be in part of something that I earned, yeah. you know, so there you is earned no a visit right to the answer. White House regardless yeah. of who the president is. There is no is. wrong right answer. Yeah. It's just that people shouldn't be grouped into other people's decisions. I, and I agree with that in the sense that the whole a collective whole shouldn't. Maybe there's let's say let's say the Golden State Warriors win. Let's say there's two people that want to go and, and ten people that don't. That's not that's not right. Let them let them go. Maybe maybe I would want to go because one I've never been to the White House and two that's what I'm saying. two. The man's got to look me in my eye and shake my hand. And maybe I got something to say. Right. Like, like, like this whole um, social justice shit, mm -hmm. you know, is to me is not activism. Mm -hmm. I mean, sitting here talking about how it's an effed up world, we should all go live in a, in a log cabin. It's not activism. You and me, to our credit, but much to our chagrin, we're talking about it or whatever. We're just discussing it. That's not, this isn't activism, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, um I'll give you an example. If you're a born again Christian and you have these Bible studies and you talk about what's right and what's wrong. That's nice and nice and whatever, but that's not activism. Activism is going to Rikers Island or Brooklyn House of Detention on Christmas. Go sing some Christmas carols, talk to some people as individuals. You know, tell them if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But if you you do, there's another way, literally another way out. So um symbolism is not activism. You know, and 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 that's where I that's where I stand with the whole whole White House thing. And we can get we can go to Kaepernick and because uh, this whole thing is spinning the right direction. Direction mm -hmm. Kaepernick to the to the yeah. piston the, to the to the new quarterbacks. Everything right. we're, we're we're going somewhere. Because. So you know, like I never thought much of him taking a knee because it was symbolic. And until you read you read, and I'm like, okay, this guy's contributed here. He's doing this. He's yeah. practicing what he preaches. I um. And I think it's okay for you to want to go to the White House and meet the president and still not like him. All right. right. George totally. Bush was a Republican. It's not a, to me, it's not a left or right thing. George Bush was a Republican. Nobody refused to go to the White House because it was him. And it's okay to go to the White House and not like him because, you know, your meal was McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. You're going to go to freaking Trump's place all the time. Like, you couldn't bring out your own lunch, you know, the, the lunch you get each day. Because I know this guy's not yeah. at McDonald's. You're going to bring out McDonald's and Chick-fil-A for no. freaking, come on now. Like, yeah. That's oh, terrible. God. That's terrible. At least no, get, like, equals cheap. I don't know. Just, like, something local. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious.
Yeah, I think just that's hilarious. I think people just need to be unassuming, you know. I mean, as far yeah. as that's concerned, because meeting someone in person and hearing stuff about them are two two entirely different things. You know, you might you sometimes you maybe you want to see the man everybody's talking about, look him in the eyes, see if that's who I mean, that's who he really is. It really is hard with what the stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say this again, he could have done everything amazingly. He could have done everything amazing. We find out in five years, but he could have done it a different way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like they say, oh, there's been uh, DACA, you know, camps and you know, uh, ICE camps in all the Obama administration. Right. We didn't hear about it. There wasn't no human rights violations. No. That's probably why we didn't hear about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. If there's smoke. Don't just say there's not fire. Yeah. You know, like Fast and Furious. There too. Is, but. Like Fast and Furious, right? Um, started under Operation Gunrunner under the George the W George W. Bush administration. Mm. Uh, they found out about it and they got rid of it and they changed the, the, the name and then they continued to do the same thing under Obama's watch. Uh, it was called Fast and Furious. Mm. And every and you know, like if you're a writer, you think Obama started it, but if, if you if you read <laughs> read whole words and sentences, you see that it was not there was um it's not a, a politics thing. It's just weird, you know. Yeah. So let's um. We were we were touching on combat sports. Now we're gonna go to to our um our um sister. I'll call it de facto combat sport in football. <laughs> um. Ooh. All right, Miranda. The one that's the one after the UFC one. All right. This is the year of the African American mm. quarterback. <laughs> With five of the top six QBs being black, what chance does one get the MVP this year? Well, I'd have to say Ooh. pretty high. Go, I was going to say, <laughs> go ahead, Rob. <laughs> I mean, uh, the MVP is is Lamar Jackson, for sure. Uh, I'm sorry. It just it, you can't. I mean, it, a splash value on top of numbers, can't, you can't beat that. Like, uh but like I was saying before, I think this is the year. Of, this is the decade of the the running quarterback. You know, the athletic quarterback of the black quarterback, um, because that's really what the black quarterback is—a quarterback able to run the read option, mm-hmm. you know, you pass read option, you know, RPO. If you can do that, you know, you're you're giving your offense a whole nother scheme, you know, a whole nother dimension. Uh, and that's all you're really looking for in offense is being able to throw different looks at different teams and see what they react to well and what they don't react to well and then just, right. you know, yeah. beat them up with it. So. Yeah. And I think Kaepernick, um, we were talking about Colin Kaepernick, he kind of innovated it in the sense that mm-hmm. when you watched Michael Vick do it, when you watched um, Renzel Cunningham or Steve Young, we use you we use the white guy as an example. It wasn't slow, but he he had he had, he had quick he, he wasn't fast, but he had quickness. Yeah. Like he was always dodging and space, ducking people. You know, you know and, and and a time period where they, they were allowed to take your head off. Um I it's always in those days before Kaepernick, it was always when the pocket collapsed. It was always when you're like, All right, I see the end zone or I see something, my eyes get big and I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah. And the difference between then and now is, and this is pretty much uh, noticeably, you know, just in my opinion, using Kaepernick, Kaepernick all the way up to this point, it's not a desperation play. It's not, it's not a play when the pocket collapse. It's a design play. You're handing off. You're actually going to literally hold hands with the football with a running back, and you're going to see it, see something, see movement, and you're going to try to let it go, or you're going to, are you going to take it and run? And man, did my, Lamar Jackson. Who, by the way, is a terribly accurate thrower. He's he's had a, a perfect passer rating. 
three times this season. Well, and that's again thanks He's had to a, John Harbaugh. If, yeah. if you if you there's a couple of statistics on that that make yeah. it a, a really understood fact. First of all, they run like two and three tight end sets, which is just ridiculous. Nobody yeah. has linebackers or dime or nickel corners well, to do that. Well, it's something so, about big white guys I can catch. You know, yeah. and you're like, hell, I'm gonna leave. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> For two million dollars or less year, uh, I'm gonna leave him in the game. It, it <laughs> takes him a while to get there, but hey, that means Lamar scramble around a little bit or makes him think about he's gonna run a little bit or not. Yeah. Um, so. You know, definitely uh, big ups to John Harbaugh. But the big thing is, if he throw, if he throws in between the numbers really well. Mm-hmm. So they run a lot of things in system to get him to throw straight down, as opposed to staying in between the numbers and throwing outside the numbers towards the sideline. Um, it's a little bit less of a angle. It's a little easier to throw downfield. You know, a little easier to be a bit, a bit more accurate. He's got so. one of those too. Yeah, but a great job, like fantastic job coaching. They also mm-hmm. picked up Ingram. Which yeah. was a freaking oh. huge. Yeah, New Orleans is running back heavy. You they couldn't keep them all. Yeah, but I mean, even it's just like he was the perfect back. Like if you if you would have took out if you would have had Kamara, Alvin Kamara on the on the, mm-hmm. they just needed a, a you know an, a downfield runner. They don't need a guy like Kamara who's you know a little bit can move around real well, can get in, they can move well in space, but not a guy who's going to run over people. You know that's what Lamar needs. He doesn't need another guy like him. Right. You need somebody as a power runner. But you're big up to John Harbaugh, right? Like you said, because he didn't try to make a quarterback fit in his system or his style of coaching. He's mm-hmm. like, wait, you can run and you're accurate? Well, I think. Cool. Ozzie Where do Ducey, I sign up? I yeah. Ozzie Ducey, yeah. Ducey, his last Ducey, good act, said, right? <laughs> he said, you're going to do what yeah. I told you to do because he's a yeah. stud, man. I mean, I saw Lamar in, in Louisville and people were like, oh, he can't play quarterback. Uh, they were like, talking about him playing wide receiver. Yeah, but but even when he was in he was in Louisville doing three thousand and three thousand, three thousand passing yards, three thousand rushing. That's insane. Whoosh. That's insane. Whoosh. They, he was doing that in Louisville his sophomore year, I think, and had a down junior year. But they were talking then that he couldn't uh, play quarterback in a in a in a pro system. But yet at Louisville they're playing a spread system, a spread mm-hmm. system. So if you're not able to. It's not about being a drop back quarterback anymore. You know, if you can drop back, that's great. But that means you have to have a great running game, a great front line. You know, the game's changing. So, yeah. And this is what's happening. And Kaepernick was kind of the first phase of that. But then this is why athletic yeah. quarterbacks are raising. And conveniently, who was his coach? Hey, exactly. Jim, John's brother, Jim exactly. Harbaugh. Exactly. Yeah. People that are just open to yeah. change the game, you know, do a different thing. And yeah. Jim's back in. John's always had He's that, though. I mean, they, they were trying to get Kaepernick. When, when no, no team was willing to look at Kaepernick, if you remember, the, the Ravens were like, hey, come out, come out in a couple of days, and then Kaepernick. Then well, you remember Kaepernick's girlfriend sent out this ridiculous tweet about Ray know, Lewis being an Uncle that. Tom. I don't know. And then he got disinvited. They were going to invite him to camp to try out. And then his girlfriend tweeted him. Yes, yeah, I've stayed away talked from about, the Kaepernick a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, no, you can't. You, you, you insult Ray Lewis. Yeah, you can't never come. A Ravens? No, you can't. No. I mean, Ray also has a lot of people that don't like him in Baltimore yeah. because well, of his, his you know, checkered past. Checkered past. Yeah. Well, uh, again, yeah, you can't talk nothing bad about Ray. No, not, Ray. not there. That's sacrilegious. <laughs> so, yeah, so love me some more. Let's, some more. Let's cite the other quarterbacks because we, we said there were Russell. five of them. Russell Wilson. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, Dak Prescott, who is actually top three in quarterback rating the entire season. Uh, as, as, look, <laughs> we, we, 
<laughs> Neither one. We ain't down with that. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't about that Cowboys life. All right? I, so when you got Prescott, you got Mahomes, you got Russell Wilson, you got um, Lamar Jackson. And who's the fifth one we were thinking about? Let me think. Uh, oh, freaking Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. He's mm. Wow. Talk about I mean, flying under the radar. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. You're talking about college football, too, and the work he – sweet Jesus, that man worked yeah. people. Both, Even the one he lost. You know, he lost one at Alabama and won one at Alabama, two, mm-hmm. you know, two times mm-hmm. in a row he went. Um, so, yeah, so those are your five. And you know the cool thing about Jackson is – and I'm going to get a little racial here, but it's still going to be funny. Like, Russell Wilson's black. But he's also white. He's a mulatto, okay? Just like our president. My president is black, but he's also half white. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes, you know, looks like a mixed brother, right? Could be a light-skinned brother. Yeah, Lamar cool. Jackson, that brother's blackness does not sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. I don't look at him, and I don't see mulatto. <laughs> I don't look at him. I don't see Dom- I'm Dominican. <laughs> no, that is a straight-up brother, boy. and He yeah, is balling, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean... Yeah, they were actually talking. They someone made a racial comment about his complexion, mm. like the way he hides the ball because he's it's short sleeve shirts. I and I was, get, yeah, get a... I think he got suspended. He got yeah. into some hot water. I'm glad he didn't get fired yeah. because when you're in football, you 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 you're, you you don't make racist comments because you're just about you're just about football and you're, you you see something it's like damn, I can't see that ball, and it came from an honest place, but it was also stupid. Right. So he got suspended for stupidity, and thank God not fired for racism. The guy's not a racist, okay? Yeah. Uh, to me, racist, and the classic definition of the word is the inherent belief that someone is superior or inferior based on someone's race. That's yeah. not what he was doing. He was he was basically saying, I can't see the ball, you know? Yeah. And it's dumb because when someone throws a ball in the, to the fucking sun, is, is it white? Uh, <laughs> you know? I don't it's know. It's like, oh, that's how they made the races. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, so... So, all right, hey man, we tackled that pretty good. Let's move along. Uh, wow, here's an NBA question. Here's an NBA question. Go ahead, Miranda. All right, what's well, the biggest gangster move? <laughs> LeBron to the Lakers or Kawhi to the Clippers? Uh, that's easy. That's easy. What do you think? I'll go first on this one. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, Rob McLean. I think it's Kawhi to the Clippers. This man, listen, you're going to have a lot of athletes that are stuck between contracts and they have to play somewhere. So they're going to play a couple of years here, but their end game is they want to wind up somewhere else. So they'll put in the work, but they're not putting in 100%, you know, and the teams are usually mediocre and, and, you know, and they're losing and they know the player doesn't care because he's just there. It's just a pit stop till he moves on. Not Kawhi Leonard. This dude left the Spurs, which, by the way, I thought he was going to be a lifelong Spur. He leaves the Spurs and he goes to the Raptors. And not just balls out. You know, he did his load management, but not just balls yeah, out. Was like wins a championship for them, galvanizes a, a nation, yeah. not the city of Toronto. The whole country was behind him. Sure. He so much to a point that after he won and after he moved on, when he went to Toronto, to, the Toronto fans were cheering MVP. <laughs> MVP. So this whole time they're like, oh, he's an LA product. He wants to go home. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, let's come. And everybody's like, come. Oh, that's the Lakers. Come, let's come home, boy. Come on home. Come home to daddy. Come home where you belong. And he goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Do that Superman thing, right? <laughs> yes, I, I am going to the Los Angeles. I'm going to Los Angeles. The Clippers. <laughs> the biggest gangster move. And then on the opening yeah, night, man. he has a new balance commercial that breaks out that rep that's symbolic of him having a crown. Mm. What? 
You ask the question, my answer is Kawhi Leonard. The mic is yours. Ah, man. I mean, to me, I got to I got to put in all phases. So LeBron to the Lakers or Kawhi to the Clippers. And I'm adding in uh, LeBron bringing AD to the Lakers because he did do that midseason, right? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, or at the end of the season and then you had Kawhi right before the season started brought in Paul George. Mm-hmm. So like. I think it's I think it's obviously Kawhi if it's just LeBron and Kawhi, but if you bring in all pieces of it, I mean, I LeBron and AD are going to be the best team for the next five years. Yep. You know, it's yeah. like even yeah. if LeBron starts breaking down the next two years, he's going to be defensive or just a point forward, which is just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So listen, and whatever fell is incomparable to all this action yeah. that's been happening around us. You think Brooklyn. I live in the city? Yeah, right. Yeah, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, it's just uh, I, I would have to say that the Lakers uh, made the better decision by bringing putting all their pieces in for LeBron, bringing LeBron there, who brought them AD. I think it has to be the Lakers because AD is the bit is the best player like in the league, uh, at yeah. least the most underrated player in the league. At if, some if Kawhi if, got if, his. If well, Kawhi they know he's his. destined to be the best player. I mean, if and some people say he's already there. I mean, that means. I just think it's impossible for a big man nowadays to take over. Right. The ball's not in their hands. They have to go up and down the court all the time. And they're def- they're even more uh, an anchor of a defense than, than back in the day when it was all about big guys and little guys. Yep. Because as soon as all your guys, and this, this was crazy to me, is we keep letting people shoot three-pointers, hmm. sit on three-point line, play yep. defense, and make people run in and take two two-pointers, so not threes, and they're moving. Like, Make people have good mid-range games. I yeah. don't get it. Why we just shat, like people just are literally three or bust. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you know that as a defense, mm-hmm. set your defense where you got three guys on the on the arc, and then let make them have to beat you inside the arc. It, nice. it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. So, basketball. Gosh, I watched it and I'm just like, I mean, obviously it's, it's a little harder. I you know you gotta give respect to all other sports, but no, of course. Uh, Big. If you're trying to improve to be the best of the best, like gosh, they man, become an instant shooters out there. An instant uh, finals or contender overnight. Both 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 of those players doing that. Yeah. He brought Paul George with him, and AD was just so, so. Uh, maybe you know I understand your argument because there's a difference between bringing in Paul George to play defense and mm-hmm. bringing in AD who might might be might in a year than the guy might be that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he might be better than all the three that the two guys this is about. Miranda, see if you could go to avp.com, pull up the AVP awards, or just go to AVP awards, uh, whatever. And we're going to do that. We're going to go, um, we're going to finish a segment like that because option vb.com means volleyball. And, <laughs> and though, everyone's taking, volleyball. though everyone's taking a break from all that, mm. um, literally, I mean, right? People are recharging yeah. their batteries and they're getting fat for the holidays. And yeah, mm. Thanksgiving. Um, Yep. I said so, hot roast the other day, man. Oof. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually going to do something called the option oh, awards that are just different ones, like strongest personality, you know, or, you know, I might actually do biggest D bag or whatever. I mean, I'm dummy because I, you know, I get to do whatever I want. Um, so let's start with the first one. That's it. Scroll down. First one is there's best server and they're doing it per gender, which I think. I think it's cool, but I would like to see if a woman's the best server and the guy just give one award. I, I like that they do dual awards for guys and girls because the girls get left out. And it's crazy because, like, 
it's it's college volleyball. It's a sport. Uh, high school, uh, uh, there are more scholarships for women than for men. And there's this broad range of bringing a, a, a huge slew of female talent in. But when it comes down to actually watching, it seems like people still like the men. So mm -hmm. there's there's this, there's always in these rewards. If they're not dual, the girls are going to get left out. Yeah. Like nine out of 10. So we got best server for the women is Betsy Flint. And for the men is Jeremy Casebeer. Casebeer mm -hmm. is ride or die. I and and, and I can understand, 50, I can understand that. Yeah. And his service space is ridiculous. If they're just talking about AVP, I would say Case Beer helps. Uh, just AVP. Yeah. For the women, I don't think it's Flint. As much as I, I respect her and, and know her more than I know uh, April Ross, I think it's April Ross for the women. I mean, uh, for the men, I, I don't get exactly what the criteria is, but I know he had the most aces this yeah. season. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't necessarily – I was. I think I was surprised by the numbers. You know, when you, when yeah. you see somebody serve – as aggressively as he does, you don't necessarily you, you think you see more errors, and when he has errors, they're they're pretty big errors, right? Um, and he maybe, misses, he maybe, does miss gloriously, you know, but not necessarily not timely errors. And mm -hmm. uh, I definitely like his style of of serving as a blocker. Uh, I'd have to say Rafu, but just on skill based, Oof. you know, just being able to move the ball around, and I think that would really encase what to me is a great server. But <clears throat> yeah, I think just yeah. with his stats for the season, you yep. Know, that's 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 yeah i like i, I like that i like that for two reasons one stats and two sometimes stats don't really show everything like if you can jump serve and get people to shank balls and get them out of system or whether it's generating free balls totally. the avp the avp doesn't do a stat for that totally um and that's a huge lurking variable with that being said if he's in the game and he has six aces and six errors he probably ruined someone's fucking day yeah. <laughs> I, I promise you yeah <laughs> um and for me, the women, the woman is as uh, April Ross. Yeah, Betsy again, statistically might be better though. But again, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, is it over? Is it over time? You mm -hmm. know, does she have more aces over because April didn't play as many events? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So uh, if we're just gonna go on, on skill based or stat based, uh, yeah, yeah, April's obviously a better, more physical server, a little bit smarter of a server. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, Betsy is definitely up there with. She gets yeah. her. She like. She stacks them up. You know? She's at the server's line a lot. Dude. Yeah. I mean, just, just, you know. just. And it's fun being. A, and... It's fun being a good, yeah. a really good server. And, yeah. And so big up Betsy Flint, assistant coach at LMU. Also, um, and LMU is all about that server space. You, you see on the timeouts or whatever and studying, it's, they have a huge emphasis on that. John Mayer, the head coach, mm -hmm. uh, best blocker for the women. We have Alice Kleiman. Can we just skip her? Can we just skip that part and agree? I mean, she's she, a savage dude. She, she is. She's. Giant. It's game changing. Giant. Yeah. And an international ball helps too because a lot of those girls who have been taking her lunch money and using her, she just smartens up. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, if Pavin yeah. is, is technically, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough one to not say. I mean, if she's on the list. Yeah, all right. Don't know. be quick to skip, Jay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that's, that's tough, you know. But yeah. a big girl at the net and it's going to be a good block for sure. That's, and that's for the men, it's Phil, and I like that because Phil is so good that whenever someone else shows up in blocks, we think that they're better, and they're really not. It's just it's the Michael Jordan effect. Like mm -hmm. when Charles Barkley won MVP, I thought Jordan had better numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, he, uh, Phil Charles Barkley's '93, the Suns. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was his best season, you know, and his someone's best season doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, it was better than the yeah, MVP. They you know? are the best, yeah. Yeah, like, like if you take Connor and Khabib Namagnamedov, right? Connor's mm -hmm. best round was round three. And people thought he won that. But if you actually look at the numbers, he didn't. 
Mm. You know, just and only on number of strike stats and, and cage control and all that stuff. But it was his best round. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and no one's ever pushed Khabib like that, you know. So yeah, give him give him the thumbs up. So but I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna get honey dicked. It's Phil. It's definitely yeah. Phil. That's why it's tough. It's like you almost need mm -hmm. an honorable mention on the ones that are you mm -hmm. know, lock solid because like this one, like Jake, sure Jake Blocker Gib, really it, good. Bill Kalinsky, exactly, welcome back, you know I mean? man. You know, I mean, yeah, there's um, just a lot of guys there. It's it's really tough to say like you're indefinitely the best, but you know maybe yeah. there's another worse now. It's really close. Yeah. You know, so there's David Lee, there. David half of the season just came and made an impact. That is true. I mean, yeah. All right, true. um, best defender, Melissa Humana Paredes or and Taylor Crab. Um. It's tough. I don't. I don't watch too much of the women's game. Yeah. Taylor Crab's twitch, twitch reaction is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. probably catch a bullet if he keeps going. Just, you know, Yeah, it's hard. I, I definitely, uh, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a very good player. And then mm. uh, you can always tell when people are better defenders when they're able to, you know, option off of like a tough yeah. dig or you know stuff like that. So. Yeah, consideration for best defender. I like Betsy. Um, best offensive athlete, April Ross and Phil Dellhauser. I like Phil because they're not serving him for a reason. He's still hard to stop, mm. you know. And and if you choose to, to serve him every ball, it's about clientele. Like I remember Bruno and Allison a few years served him every ball, and it worked because you have a bit, you have a giant of your own. You know, Ivandro and Pedro, they're not scared to serve anyone. They're just trying to serve the space. It. And if Phil gets it, Phil gets it. Remember, you remember those two. Oh, yeah. um, so it's if you choose to do it, it's about clientele. You have to have someone that is going to acknowledge that he's going to get embarrassed in the beginning of the game. But as, as the game continues to go on, um, maybe, I don't know. But I like Phil. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Phil is mm. one of the most consistent players from the very beginning. And what's crazy is to see, like, his whole career, like, I think he's been setting for like the last 10 years, yeah. you know, and only the last maybe five or six years he's been, he's been tested on his serve receive on his side out game. Cause there's, there's a, there's a certain thing when you gotta, you know, when somebody's trying to test you once or twice in a game and then when they're going at you five, six, seven, eight times a set and you got to consistently sign out in different ways. Um, you just got to find that, that mindset. So, Right. And then to be able to come back and be a center because he's a, he's a mm. big guy. So he yep, blocks yep, yep. and he transitions. Yeah, so yep. you got to do the whole game. Man. Yeah, dude. Uh, going back to the best defender, I got to give Eric Baranek a rub. Maybe not for a winner, but just, just, the, I mean, I just he's you know, so, yeah, so good. Kind of uh, most improved athlete, Chase Budinger for the men and Jace Pardon for the woman. Most improved. I mean, yeah, I know Jace yeah. had a pretty, pretty solid start to yeah. the year. Right. They made the finals solid. twice and they finally won, eventually won. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's always in the final four. So, and he's every time I see him, definitely he's always Chase. he's always been like a better version of himself every tournament. And yes. definitely Chase, right? Definitely Chase. Yeah, definitely. Chase. So Chase and definitely Jace. Chase, definitely Jace. Uh, yeah, Chase. Wow, what yeah. an improvement this year. That's pretty crazy. Uh, rookie of the year, Sarah Skermerhorn and Miles Partain. Well, for me, if if you're gonna call Miles a rookie, then fine. But Miles made the main draw, and, and when he was uh, 15 years old in 2017, and had Jeff Samuels and, and um, Brunsting at match point, and got got you know, uh, let's just say they got scoring freezed. <laughs> so he was he was a main draw guy back then. So, but I guess I don't know what they consider a rookie. Someone who who makes a final or whatever or semis. I guess somebody who grows yeah. five inches, like yeah. kids. Uh, freaking, he's almost a blocker now. No, no doubt. It's a big kid. One of the Canadians could be a rookie, right? Who is that? It's their first year. Um, 
the Sarah and Sarah. Oh, Sarah and Mel. Yeah, I not really because they did a uh, th- their first year. I feel like was uh, not this past year, but the year before. Right. Because they came in and they won that. Uh, oh, the FIVB, that. the co-promotion. No, when they they came into New York and they won, uh, they they, they That's qualified right. for New York. I feel like that was like yeah. their, kind of their first season. I like Sarah, long time NV- NVL player. I have never seen her play, honestly. Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, who, who did they play? They played Jason. Um, who did Jason play with? Uh... Is in Austin, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But they played. Are they from Austin? Shamahorn and uh, who she plays with? I, I believe so. Right. Yeah. yeah, but they came through the the qualifier storm. I think they're like the fifty something team or or something, something lower, and and they came through the qualifier and just psh, all the way through. It's good to see. I was happy to see like some new some new blood, especially on the women's side. Yeah, because uh, at that time it was like uh, not the strongest tournament. Right, but it was good volleyball. Yep. Good volleyball. All right, newcomer of the year, Melissa Humana Paredes and David Lee. I like David Lee for a rookie. <laughs> right. I mean, what's the difference, you know? But uh... oh, about ten years. I don't know. <laughs> Ricky, you always want to give it to someone like young, like a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Newcomers, I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if Melissa can get any more awards this year. So, nope. You know, but yeah, she can just keep racking it up. And then uh, definitely Dave Lee. Uh, yeah, I mean, or Eric yeah. Granick, they're both. Yeah. Right there oh, because, wow. Savage. Yeah. Team, <laughs> team of the year, Ross and Kleiman and Jake and Taylor. I like, I like that. I like, um, I mean, if we're just going on ability or not championships, I like Trevor and Tribe, but Jake and Taylor got the men. And I got to give it to the Canadians for the women. I mean, head-to-head competition on the FIVB and AVP yeah. level has to, has to mean something. I just think, again, uh, I think April and Alex were probably a little bit more active. Yeah. AVP this year. Uh, yes. And then uh, Jake and Taylor. I, I think with uh, Ta- uh <clears throat> with trevor and try that it just wasn't early enough right it wasn't long enough no i got hurt yeah. i got hurt trevor won manhattan with reed pretty yeah that's Think what i mean it's, that. like, it's just hard to have them as a team be you know the best team all year yeah stuff but yeah jake jake could probably win that award yeah oh, nine. It, like nine no doubt. last yeah no doubt he's had two partners in 15 years mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> um an mvp I definitely give it to Taylor. Taylor has upped his game, um, representing the and domestically and and um, internationally. It's just significantly improved. And and yeah, it's very interesting. How mind you, I mean, can you imagine? Uh, everyone calls him like this party animal. I'm like, and, and I'm like, I don't. I mean, yeah, the guy likes to party, but everyone thinks that that means automatically means he's not he's undisciplined. He's not doing the workouts. No, he's doing his off the court stuff. He, you know, he's he's and he and he, and he likes to have fun. And there are some people though they burn out faster. Uh, um, that does give him the edge. I think him having a good time off the court uh, um, allows this, and this is important. I think him him the, what he does off the court is none of my business. I mean, I don't even care. Um, does help make him more comfortable in the court because when your escapism, because volleyball was an esca- a form of escape for some of us, when your escapism becomes your career, mm. you need something else right. that allows you to just let loose, that allows you to come back at your job where you can perform your job like a mammal. And, and um, yeah, that's my MVP. Well, I, I think just talking about that, it comes even back to you know the mental illness we started with where 
if you create your intrinsic values correctly, mm -hmm. you know, you get energy from the right places, you won't have to go out. And I think that's what people try to talk about when they talk about quote unquote, uh, a party animal is, yeah. is more of like, if mm -hmm. you start to shape your life around a certain path, things will come to you. If you start to shape your life around another path, other things will come to you. So you want There's to kind that. of make your path the right path. But again, I agree with you. If like, we have a great friend, Greg Faulkner, mm -hmm. he goes out plenty. I think he can take off some of that and play at the very highest level. And mm -hmm. people would still say that he parties too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you well said. do any type of partying and you, the more, the higher you go, it's like frowned upon, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it is very difficult. It's definitely a double standard because, you know, I think of course athletes will know don't drink as much as you could because it can it can you know inhibit your performance great um, yep and the girls um april um i mean she's probably going to be the best girl on the court for the yeah. next couple of years so yeah i don't think just, you can fight that just continue to be a good setter april because yeah. nobody's trying to serve you um well, interesting enough though i was watching yeah. the brazilians play and they served her a lot yeah a lot so yeah they watch a lot of film yeah, yeah. so for my avp people let's um off the court, I know you're resting, but let's take a little while. Let's take, let's watch as much film as you can. Watching film is not only going to make you more competitive and, and win some of these games that that put some of you you mid level guys or or like bottom of the draw guys or high qualifier guys over the top. Film is so important, okay. And not only does it help you as in your career because it's the career you choose, but uh, I will say this. Um, Watching video translates on the court as far as the game being interesting is concerned. Yeah. I have seen so many matches where guys that have played each other for a long time spend the entire first set feeling each other out, a feeling out process. And for people that don't watch the game, they're like, oh, fuck this. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go eat. And the other players are just like, oh, my God, next, next game, you know? And by the time they get good and by the time the feeling process is over, no one knows because no one sees and no one cares. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care. I don't care if people don't, uh, if they're playing each other and they, they didn't study each other. I don't care. I'm, I'm, we're volleyball heads. I do not care. You know, I want people to do their homework. You know, if, 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 if you are what you say you are, <laughs> right. superstar, right? right? Or to quote Mob Deep, there ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> right? So, you're going to do this halfway. That's right. Any finishing thoughts, um, Rob? Or should I say coach? We're, we're coaching tomorrow early. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if there's no rain. Yeah. Um, no, I think think uh, I think we hit on all really good topics. Mm -hmm. Let's just uh, keep going, hit the next time. Yeah, man. I might section this off. I mean, the podcast is going to be in its entirety, but I think um, I'm just going to do YouTube clips to politics and this and that because all of it was insightful. Um, all of it came from an honest place and and – God, when I want honesty, even if it's something I don't want to hear or do want to hear, I'm, I go no further than my guest, Rob. Appreciate it. McLean. For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, Starbucks, for all of you watching this on your iPhone or, or later on iTunes and Spotify, and for my tech girl, Miranda Gagne, I'm Jason DeBeas. I say so long. We're out. Boom. Oh.